Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Hello, good afternoon. This is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There's a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Today, I'm extremely pleased to have my friend Brian Murray again on the show. We did a former story about his inspirational experience with weight loss and being your own researcher. But for those that don't know Brian Murray, he's a longtime grass-fed beef and certified free-range chicken producer. And he's a community and provincial activist who started, uh, was part of starting association in the Hammonds Plains area, which is a suburb of Halifax as well as provincial associations pertaining to agriculture. And he works as an advocate for many community groups with presentations, media involvement, and he even had a radio show of his own, Hammond's Plains Speaks with Brian Murray. And on top of it all, he is an amazing person, good friend, uh, avid researcher, and I'm happy to have you today, Brian. Great to be able to talk with you. Mm. Always interesting, Christine. It's always interesting to have guests on the show that are truly inspirational and do things that matter. Oh, well, stop the compliments. I'm just, <laughs> just another person. <laughs> well, we all are in some way. And as my husband always said, we all eat the same and we all ask the same. I won't use the word. <laughs> and it's so true. Yes. No matter what the color of your skin or whatever, your size, whatever, it doesn't matter. We just work well together. We yes. Talk, we, talk, we talk once in a while and we, we just communicate well. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I know... Uh, from experience, you helped us with our backyard chickens. Uh, you're very knowledgeable, of course, about agriculture, beef and chicken. Tell me a little bit about why you decided to have a farm that raises grass-fed beef, well, cows and, and steers or whatever, and has uh, a pastured or free-range chickens. Well, it was an ev it was an evolution from the uh, days of my father-in-law, who um, was retiring from the business, and uh, the farm's been in my wife's family since 1870, so it's almost 150 years now. And uh, we decided that we were going to try and raise animals for our consumption, with the idea that people would agree with what we do and buy the product. And if they didn't, well, I guess that's the way it is because we're, we're going to do what we want to do. So we started, um, we evolved to grass-fed beef. We found that 
It is, um, it's a healthier product. It's just has, um, we have a, a closer ratio now of omega-3 and omega-6. It's somewhere between 1 to 1 and 3 to 1 because we do get way too much omega-6. Mm-hmm. We have, um, we have... And you probably know exactly how the ratio is for conventionally grain-fed beef. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's about 20 to 1, It's 20, 25 to 1, yeah. exactly, that depending on, on the animal. way too much and very unhealthy and pro-inflammatory. Way too unhealthy. Mm. So you end up with a product that uh, is healthier. It actually tastes better. Mm-hmm. It has more flavor to it. People don't realize when you feed grain to uh, ruminants that it actually takes away the flavor from mm. the beef. So we have people buy our, our ground beef and they say, oh, geez, I can't believe how well it tastes. Plus the benefits that you get because it's a healthy product, mm-hmm. but there's also more to it than that. There's there's people that like the way the animals are looked after, the way they're raised on the farm, the way they're processed. They're not they're not abused. They're always at feed in front of them. They go to the processor and in Nova Scotia is provincially inspect it, and they're done one on one. They're not they're not hurting all these animals through all together. They're not stressing them out completely. That I mean, when you eat animal products, you always have to make a choice, and you know that animal products were part of our history for eons of years, for millions of years. But really, humans never concentrated animals the way we do today. No, no, the uh, the feed lots and the high concentrations, mm. the antibiotics that have to be given to them as preventive maintenance, not as not as a cure, but as a preventive maintenance, which is just it's just causing all kinds of issues. Plus, by feeding uh, cattle um, just hay leach or grass, you do not have to grow grains and fertilize it and uh, cultivate the lands that and spray glyphosate on it there's all kinds of things that mm-hmm. it just it's better for the environment by doing this it's better for the animals better for the people consuming mm-hmm. it and what we don't have to worry about is having a lot of competition from big corporations mm-hmm. Because it takes longer to raise them and they can't make as much money off of it. In North America, it's called how can we raise it? How quick can we raise it? How much more money can we make? Not about the quality. It's all about the money. And really, it's not about animal welfare or people welfare. It's just about profit. And I disagree with that. I don't think it's the right way to do business and go about our own health. We are not getting um we're not we're, it's not coming it's not being led by the government for no. a healthy lifestyle it's being uh pushed to have agriculture for the money making aspect and they're actually producing products that aren't necessarily healthy mm. so um that's that's the beef but now the chickens the chickens is the same now when they raise commercial chickens they are fed um, antibiotics basically from day one until a very short period of time until they're processed the reason they have to do this is because they have large quantities of chickens in a small area and they can't afford for them to get sick so they have to make sure that 
they don't get sick by giving them mm-hmm. antibiotics. And this has caused us major grief. This is why we're running out of antibiotics well, for seventy percent of the antibiotics produced is used for animals, for feed and for to treat the infections that they then have. Oh, it's it's a it's a big problem. Yes. And nobody wants to uh, nobody wants to really talk about uh you know that issue but if you raise a smaller quantity in a bigger area and having certified free-range chickens as we do mm-hmm. they uh, the regulations say they have to be government inspected they have to be able to go outdoors and they can't be fed antibiotics mm-hmm. or animal byproducts mm-hmm. which is a big deal mm-hmm. uh, people do, people just don't realize this and if you have less chickens you will have less issues we don't really ever run into problems of all these uh, chickens dying off because we have mm. too many of them in such a small area. Yeah, and I I want to share a little story about us because when I met you, uh, you helped us with our chickens because uh, a few years ago, four or five, you know, on Facebook, you saw those awful stories about the chickens, how they get slaughtered, putting your life in the water. And at that point, I had to decide for myself, do I want to be a vegetarian and not eat meat? which is not natural for humans, in my opinion, or do I want to choose to eat animals that are at least treated as animal or humane, like as they can and not tortured? And having our own backyard chickens, and you giving us a few valuable tips, and I thank you for that, really changed my idea about a chicken and what it should be and how it should taste, and how an egg should look, and how it should taste. I learned a lot of interesting things. And it's sad that so many people are so far uh, um, removed from the origin of their food. Yes, I did uh, did a a presentation Mm. at uh, the Historical Society um, a couple of years ago on farming. And it basically was the evolution of farming in the Hammonds Plains area. Yes. After the Second World War, what happened was they um, basically people, uh, there was automobiles and there was people who could drive to the city. And all of a sudden they weren't quite as interested in growing their own uh, mm-hmm. food or raising their own uh, livestock. And they started buying it from local farmers that progressed into the grocery stores. And it's just progress further and further in that direction so we get removed from it and um, that's that's what's happened luckily in the last 10 to 15 years we have been going back to some people have been going back to more traditional forms and that movement really in my opinion and i know it's the same as you should be supported more by the government But I think this removal from the food production from the supermarkets leads to people accepting methods of food production that are way less than healthy. They don't realize. No. It's it's a sanitized version you're getting in the story. People don't even know where that that state came from no they have no idea and i get questions like you probably laugh about that too all the time that people buying eggs say oh how do you get eggs when you don't have a rooster <laughs> yes exactly and i mean 
Don't they get told that people produce eggs without a rooster? That's what I tell them. <laughs> there will probably be people listening to the show and mm. saying, you don't need a rooster. And I mean, it's <laughs> not your fault that you don't know it, but it should be taught in the schools ex uh, instead of high-class algebra that they might need in university or may never need in their life. Yes, I, no, I agree. Mm. And there's a lot that can be done, and I know we both do our share to change a little bit what we can do, and it's one life at a time. That's what we always do. And this brings us to the end of uh, the first half of today's broadcast here on 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio. Please tune in after the commercial break for more about healthily and humanely produced meat and chicken and grass-fed beef with Brian Murray. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CREFM and on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm talking with Brian Murray, farmer here locally who does grass-fed beef and uh, free-range chickens and uh, uh, is a community activist also and very knowledgeable as a researcher. The first half, he talked a little bit about the benefits of grass-fed beef and why it is different from conventionally raised beef. And part of it was the omega-3 to 6 ratio that is so much better with grass-fed beef. So actually, when you eat grass-fed beef, and you can confirm it, you can eat the, the, the fat of the meat. Correct. Correct. You're actually uh, eating something that is actually healthy yeah. for you. That's right. As and, opposed to something that yeah. is... Uh, and I always say, instead of using uh, palm olive or frying, use tallow from grass-fed beef or lard from pastured pigs. It's way better than all those processed fats that we are using. If we only could produce grass-fed butter... Mm. We have so many people looking for grass-fed butter. Yes, we can get it. The organic butter has to be from grass-fed cows, but it is extremely expensive. Extremely expensive. And that is a government thing. And so I use a lot of coconut oil. It's cheaper and it's it's good too if it's a good quality. And avocado oil, I don't use the vegetable oils too much, especially not those uh, bleached and treated with hexane and other solvents. Yeah, the vegetable oils are just not mm. good. They no. finally come to the conclusion. Yeah. And that people don't know it, but the vegetable oils really are rancid. But the rancid tastes get taken away by chemical, chemical treatment. Yeah. Can't be good for you to use mm. it. Um, no. no, yeah, there's, not at all. there's it, a it, lot it, going on, and and I love that you, for yourself, made the decision to raise healthy grass-fed beef. And many people don't know it, but 
in regular animal feed, nearly everywhere in the concentrated animal feed operations are antibiotics. Yeah, yeah, growth promoting antibiotics are very common. It's just uh, it's just a way. It's a yeah. it's as I, I've said so many times, and I've said already that it's North American way. It's called uh, it's called how much money can we make in yeah. such a short a period of time, and it has nothing to do with the quality of the product or with the health benefits of the product. You have to be your own advocate. You exactly. have to you have to be looking out for yourself, and I try uh, to, as it said talk to one person at a time. Yeah. People come in and uh, we'll have a conversation. I'll be talking for a half hour about mm -hmm. uh, what I do and how we do it and why we do it, and people are just uh, amazed that they can find this information out and they didn't have no idea how unhealthy some of these other products are. Right, because nobody tells them because it's not opportune. And I understand that, but there's some room for change. And I see the young generation we talked about a little bit in the break. They are getting more and more interested in where really comes my food from. Many choose the vegetarian or vegan way, which I respect if you choose that for yourself. But for most people, it's not a healthy way to live long term. I, yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with it, with that statement at all. And I, I agree. If if you want to eat uh, vegan, hey, but hey, that's great. All all the uh, power to you. To, to me, you don't have to eat uh, meats five days a week or six days a week like we like we did when we were mm. growing up. That yeah, was it. No. Was almost meat every Many night. Many people still do that. Meat and potatoes. I I agree. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't agree with the potatoes every night either. No. But that's a, that's, a, that's a different topic. And as a vegetable, what do you eat? Corn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah! It is. It's 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 a, it's the starches. It's the glucose. It's on and on. Wait, wait, we did. But that's I said. That's a little yeah. little off off of this topic. But we um, we just have to get back to thinking more natural. And mm. a lot of the younger generation today are doing that. They are paying attention. There's a lot of young people who actually want to start farms. Mm. And um, they're just thinking of the more natural way of doing it and um, looking out for the health of their kids. Wonderful. Their young families, and they don't want to feed their kids yeah. the products that they have been feeding. So the best thing you can do, in my mind is to talk to a local farmer, uh -huh. buy from a local farmer, somebody uh -huh. who is actually raising the, the, uh, the, the product themselves, and you can see their farm and see what they are doing. If you, you can, can go to the farm and visit it and see how the animals are kept and try to do that with a commercial farm operation, they probably won't even let you in it. Well, and you have to be careful when you get third parties involved, because when people are reselling the product, mm. you don't necessarily have that connection with the farmer, and you don't really know exactly what you're getting. Mm. The best way is to actually connect directly with the producer to actually mm. find out what they do and uh, how they do it and why it's of benefit to you. Yeah, and, and, and I completely agree. And it is also an animal rights thing because animals are meant to roam. They're not like people, but they have 
a thinking mind and they have feelings and if you hurt them or mistreat them i don't think they they are happy and there's no reason to mistreat animals in our time cows are a lot smarter than people realize they are they're a pretty docile uh -huh. animal there was Years ago, many years ago, we used to feed some grain to our cattle before we switched over to um, grass-fed. Mm -hmm. We had a white bucket. You'd have some grain into it. You'd, you'd, you'd hit the side of the bucket. The cattle would come because they know, oh, geez, it's grain. I'm getting oh, the grain. Yes. So we quit doing that. And at least this was many years ago. Mm -hmm. And when we quit doing that, we'd head the cattle way down the way back field. And I said, I wonder if I can get those cattle to come up here with the bucket. So I took the bucket out and I held the bucket up and I started wrapping on the bucket. Well, the cows that would, had been there for 10 or 12 years, they looked up, they seen that bucket, and they all started moving up the field. And uh -huh. you'd, almost, you'd almost look at the, the other cows were looking at them. What are like, they doing? What are you doing? Why, why is he he's wrapping on this yes. bucket? Why, why are you going up to this bucket? So they remembered, and this might have been, you know, maybe eight or ten years after they had ever had any grain. And it just amazes me that they, what a memory that they have. Mm -hmm. And they have individual personalities, you wow, know. Some, you have stories to tell. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, there's there's stories, the farming stories. It's, mm. it's, it's, and it's, and it's everybody and should talk to a farmer and actually look at the animals and talk to them about it. It's the same with our backyard chickens. I learned so much about them. I never knew that chicken feed are soft. And the people don't know that, and they don't like to stand on a thin wire all their life. I'm pretty sure they're not happy when they can scratch and pick and flatter their wings. It, it's, a, it's a good thing. What I always say is every animal that I look after is one animal less that is being abused mm. in a large-scale mm. farm. Yes. So that's just my way of doing it. That's, right. that's my way of, yeah. uh, you know, feeling good about uh, what mm. I'm doing. Plus, I get the benefits of actually eating our product. So I'm uh, quite happy about that, too. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, knowing your story, and you shared it in a previous section, you actually lost a lot of weight, too. And you just look amazing and are a great person. And everybody that knows you will... Uh, feel the same I think and yes yes people that have different um, philosophies and we respect that and sometimes I don't respect that there are people that choose to eat animals and animal products and that's a little bit off topic well sort of I, I, I respect people that do not want to eat sure. animals and you would think that people would respect people that do it's just it's just yeah. uh, it's just what you should be doing but, right. but that's, that's fine everybody no. has their own opinions yes. and they can do what they like and you know I, I, I hold nothing against anybody no, for any no. of I do the same And but sometimes people are fanatic and there's actually a disease that's called orthorexia 
which is kind of an, like anorexia nervosa, which makes people stress out over only eating the best foods and over only eating the healthy food. And they stress out so much that they get sick from the stress. Oh, 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 oh. I, I, don't, I don't have that problem. No, my, I'm sure my, you don't. My, my, my problem, I always said my problem was... I would eat the best of foods that were available, meaning our own foods, and I would eat the worst of foods that were available. And that's <laughs> why I had to lose the weight. It was a whole lifestyle change. Yeah. If I had only ate the good foods... I probably would never have been in the position that yeah. I was in. And that's a wonderful end for this show. It is so important to watch for the food quality over the quantity. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions. Or if you want to like to contact Brian, he's a boss of Blue Barn Farms here in Hammond's Plains, if you're local. My email here is christines at communityradio.ca and I'm always grateful for any feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Seth Glasgow. And you might not know this, but this is a volunteer-run non-profit radio station and we even have an art gallery and performance uh, hall. If you're local and you'd like to drop in, we are at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at 12 noon at, on 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca. Goodbye and have a great day.